Hey everyone, welcome back to Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romantic with Madison and me, Blake. Um, so yeah, awkward. Um, it's not Madison and me, Blake. It is just Blake today. You know, Madison did a solo, so you know, I was like, I'll do a solo. I'll do a solo. Actually, I screwed up our. I screwed up the schedule this week, guys. I did. I did. Um, had another wedding this weekend, and also being sick, and then it's it's my fault. It's my fault. But I was like, you know what? That's fine. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my solo episode for once. Um, so we'll see how this goes, you know, um, without Madison here to uh, keep me on track. But that's okay. It's okay. We'll do it. We'll get through it. It's fine. So normally I would be like, this is our hundred and blah, blah, blah episode. Uh, guys, today is the first episode of Crescent City. Obviously, House of Earth and Blood is first, um, but I'm not doing specific chapters from the book today because what we thought would be a good idea would be, I, I don't know if primer is the right word. I feel like that's the right word. I don't know. Um, we'll say like Crescent City 101, right? So what we're going to do, I say we, oh, this is awkward. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is kind of go through the basics of the world of Crescent City that, um, like kind of lay the groundwork, you know, now keep in mind, um, you should really, really, really at this point, you need to read all the SJM books. I know, I know someone somewhere is listening and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, do you know how many fucking books that is? I do. I do. And I'm sorry. Look, I didn't do it. Talk to Sarah. I didn't do it. But also, obvious, like, we're going to be spoilers um, as we move through. It'll be House of Earth and Blood, um, House of Sky and Breath, and then, you know, eventually House of Flame and Shadow. Um, we're under 100 days. Honestly, I think we're under 90 at this point. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't even know why I brought that up. Why would I do that to myself? I'm not good with dates. Um, but so with that being said spoilers obviously like we we curse and spoil everything I for sure curse and spoil things um with you know with pre-warning I, I I promise I'm not out here just dropping spoilers on people um so with that okay Crescent City I can't tell you how many times friends and listeners and people on Instagram TikTok have reached out in the past couple years since House of Earth and Blood released and I get it. I really do. I, I genuinely do. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. It's fantasy, but it's like, she's a cell phone? What? What? There's skyscrapers? We're in like a, 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 a like, I don't, I don't know if I'd say present day. I honestly feel like a little bit futuristic in my opinion. Like, you know, it's a city. It's urban fantasy. Now, it's urban high fantasy, which you know, it's a little, you don't see a lot, but that's okay. So you've got, like I said, cell phones, you've got firearms, which the memes in everyone of like when Awen and Rowan find firearms or when Cassian finds, like fucking hilarious. Okay. Like I'm, it is hilarious to me, but so Crescent City, first, first thing first, let's start there. Crescent City, like I said, it's a city. Um, otherwise known as Lunathian, do not come for me for names. Okay, first off, you guys know how I am anyways. Second, I am still, if you can't tell, um, 
one for my voice and two it might sound different because I'm doing this since I'm on my own I don't have like headphones on for this recording which is really weird like I feel not just being by myself but not wearing headphones is really throwing me I'm not gonna lie um it's literally because I still can't like wear headphones because my ears are like shot because uh I have a sinus infection from hell with a lupus red it's a whole thing anyways so so bottom line just please be nice okay all right all right get back to it Blake you've got this okay Crescent City that's like the colloquial name right um you might be like, what? Crescent City? It is, it's called Lunathian. Um, it is around the, um, what is it? The Idris? I'm trying to, yeah, the Eastros, Eastros uh, River, right? So you might be like, wait, 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 a city on a river, like literally a crescent shape along the river. Where have we seen that before? I'm giving you time to think. Okay. Okay. That was enough time. Um, if you remember when Aelin did this fun little thing where she just like, you know, casually fell through um, a word gate and just kind of like kept falling through worlds, right? You know, we we saw uh, Reese and Feyre when she was, we're assuming, pretty sure pregnant with Nyx. Like, I think that's been like confirmed. It's not like a different um, baby. Um, you know, so we know she went through Printhian. And one of the worlds she saw was a glittering, like she couldn't really comprehend it, obviously, because, you know. Throne of Glass doesn't have skyscra <laughs> skyscrapers or anything like that. But what she describes is literally she she saw Crescent City, Lunathian. Um, so the city itself, like I said, it's on the Istros River. We get like a really cool map because it's broken out literally into, I don't want to say quadrants because they're not like, you know, a quad shape. What am I trying to, oh, like a square is like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Quadrant just sounds weird to me. But so there's seven different gates that the city's kind of built around, right? So you've got the Merchant's Gate. There's the Meat Market. Um, that's the Viper Queen's realm. Uh, she's interesting, I guess, would be the best way to describe. Um, then you've got like the Central Business District. I, I equate it with like FIDI in like um, New York City, like the Financial District. You've got the Angel's Gate. Uh, you've got the Heart Gate, which is right near the Old Square, which is where a lot of the book um, kind of takes place because that's right near uh, Bryce's apartment. Um, you've got the Dead Gate, which is the Bone Quarter, which is on the other side of the river. I think it's interesting that Crescent City literally has a like city wall around it that's a circle, but it obviously the the river goes you know between two of them, but it continues along the like the crest of the city. It continues for the Bone Quarter. So the Bone Quarter. Um, personally, one of the areas that I want to know more about, um, I'm sure a lot of people can guess why, uh, I really, 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 really hope that the Underking and his, like, Reapers and such, like, are they, like, surreal adjacent? Are they cousins? Are they surreals? Like, I don't, I don't know, but they kind of have similar vibes. I'm just saying. Um, and I would cry. I literally, I would literally cry. Like people are like, oh, and I'm like, no, like, honestly, like tears, tears of joy. Um, so the dead gate, the heart gate, I'm trying to think the mortal gate. So, um, As Asphodel, ooh, Asphodel Meadows, um, that is the kind of human area. And then you've got the Rose Gate with the five roses. Um, that's the Fey. Then you have Moonwood with the River Gate. Um, obviously, that's for wolves. So as I'm saying that, 
another important point, and one of the reasons I really like okay, well, I need to stop. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry, guys. For anybody that I guess maybe is just jumping in as we start Crescent City, which if you are, hi, hello. Um, weird episode to start on, sorry. Um, I fucking love Crescent City. I y'all already know I love Akatar. I love Throne of Glass. I love them with my whole heart. But Crescent City, these books, I'm literally tapping my paperback copies that I've started annotating, are genuinely like crack cocaine to me. I can sit and reread these over and over and over and I will not get bored. I will pick up on new things. I will have new opinions each time on some things. Like I, I would lay it all on the line for Bryce. Okay. Like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just going to like fangirl for like 20 minutes. But like, I love these books so much, like so much. They are so unique to me with the like urban high fantasy. You don't get it a lot. It's just crazy. It's just, I I don't. So, but I say that everybody also knows Madison does not like them as much. And that's being kind. Um, it was SJM's like first technical, like new adult, even though I think I'm pretty sure like Akatar has been like rebranded, re like organized. No, that's not the word. God, I can't think of words lately. Not rebranded. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's now technically like new adult and like bookstore systems, but I will, for anyone that is listening to this and doesn't mind spoilers and, like, wants to hear more about it, and for anybody that's read it, you, you guys already know, like, there, you would expect more spice, um, and we didn't get it, but what you did get was more, like, you know, more harsh language, more cursing, more violence, for sure, um, darker themes, some kind of intense themes, um, but, you know, the second one had more. House of Sky and Breath has some more smut. So, okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how uh, Flame and Shadow goes. Uh, personally, I think Flame and Shadow is just going to wreck us all. Um, sorry, I don't have optimism. It's going to wreck us all. But anyways, long story short, I will keep getting ahead of myself and excited as I go off on tangents. So I apologize here. So what I meant to do with the city is explain, you know, you've got the different... Um, species really existing in this one city so you've got humans obviously of course unfortunately for all of us humans are bottom of the food chain there are a few um wealthy human families who have uh made it ahead you know um we see that with reed um he's a douchebag in the beginning beginning of a house of earth and blood but he also comes back into play later um, he, you know, his family will be important, but so the various like species are all divided. Let me get them in front of me so I can describe them. They're the four houses of Midgard. Now, these are not like natural orders per se. These were literally a decree in 33 VE by the Imperial Senate in the internal, eternal, internal, Jesus, Blake, the eternal city. Okay. And obviously you'll catch on, you know, the names of books. <laughs> okay. House of Earth and Blood. Shifters, humans, witches, ordinary animals. It always cracks me up that they're just like thrown in there. And many others to whom... Jehona? 
calls, as well as some chosen by Luna. So that right there, like, that is a lot. We've, shifters, we've seen shifters. Uh, we've seen, you know, the Fae in Throne of Glass. They all had um, their animal form. I still, to this day, one of the best, like, little, like, plot, like, twists, but, like, ha-has, was that, like, Aelin's, like, animal form was human. Well, I will never get over it. Like, iconic. Um, humans, okay. Witches. We've obviously seen witches in Throne of Glass. We did see shifter to like shift uh, like shape shifting powers in um, Akatar. Ordinary animals, you know, we see those everywhere. And then we see like ones that are chosen by two different goddesses. Um, I'm we're honestly like we don't know too much of what that means unless it's like a subset of just to. I've always wondered if it was just like the priestess for like Luna's temple. I'm not sure because House of Sky and Breath also includes like some favored by Luna. So it seems interesting that like two different houses, like some like House of Earth and Blood is some chosen by Luna. And then House of Sky and Breath is like along with some favored by Luna, um, which it's SJM. She's very intentional with her words. So I'm very, very curious to see like what. If we learn, honestly, there's a lot of open questions and I'm not convinced we're going to get a lot, like all the answers. So, all right. So we, we, that, like the first house, okay. It has a lot that we like as SJM fans, honestly, as fantasy fans in general, you know, we've seen, okay, cool. We've seen a lot. Okay. Next house, House of Sky and Breath. Malachim, aka Angels. Okay. Okay. We've seen that in other, you know, other fantasy series. Faye. I don't know, guys, if we encountered Faye. Haha. <laughs> Um, elementals. Okay. 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 Don't know. We haven't, not really Akatar. I'm trying to think like Throne of Glass, if there's like throwaway mentions. It's been a minute. My, my last Throne of Glass re reread was like throughout the spring and I did the audiobooks, which was nice just to have, you know, like the reread, but like it wasn't conducive for like note taking for like the big reread as everybody's like in the throes of. Um, also side note, apologies. I get distracted. It's fine. I am loving this is one of my favorite things when like we have a new release come out that has the book talk community, the bookstagram community, just like the reading community as a whole. Like, you know, we're all just like waiting, right? We're all so ready is one of my favorite things is seeing how everyone, um, prepares especially for house of flame and shadow because you know like you've got an entire universe essentially not to mention even if you were just trying to prepare based on like the first two crescent city books so much information it's so much information um i love seeing i have seen people that they're like okay i'm starting my reread i'm doing throne of glass first then the Akatar series up through Silver Flames, and then the Crescent City books. Perfect. I've seen other people that are like, no, I'm going to knock Akatar out, and then Throne of Glass, and then Crescent City. Or I've seen people that are like, mm, I'm going to do almost like tandem reads, like how we did Tower of Dawn and uh, Empire of Storms, right? The tandem read, where people are like, I'm going to do Throne of Glass, but then I'm going to do Akatar, but I'm going to do it with like, um, like Crescent, like House of Earth and Blood, then Silver Flames, then Sky and Breath, or like different kind of uh throw it in in between or like i know at least a couple people that were doing throne of glass then houses um health of earth and blood then throne of earth then akatar then sky and breath like i just love everybody has 
like very specific plans and strategies. And then is <laughs> everybody's like, this is the way to do it. This is the way. And it just, it cracks me up. It's almost like, um, what is it? Shadow hunters where everybody has very, very specific opinions on like what order you read the various like trilogies and series. in. um, that's how people are approaching the rereads. And I, I love it. I love, you know me, I love my deep dives. I love theories. I love seeing everyone kind of compare notes or like, Hey, like I'm in, I'm in the SJM like spiral chat with, um, a bunch, a bunch of friends and we all are like doing a reread, but we, well, what's funny is this is dropping on September or September. What? Sunday, November 5th. Right. Um, most people are aware that, uh, Iron Flame, the second, uh, fourth wing book, you know, drops on the seventh. I really, the night of the sixth, cause it's midnight, but, um, so it's like a pause because everybody's been doing rereads of like fourth wing too. Or like I see people on TikTok where they're like, anybody else stressing out? Cause we've, we've got Iron Flame coming. You've got a prep for House of Flame and Shadow. We've got Throne of the Fallen. We've got, um, the, the latest JLA book. Like all, it is, readers are getting fed from like mid-October through the end of January. We are getting fed. Um, the, um, what is it? Divine. Oh, I've got them all backwards. It's like divine ruthless vows and divine rivals or vice versa. I'm sorry. I always mess up, mess up the titles. And that's also because like, I've been told by many people, I want to read that, the duology, but I haven't started it because I've been told by many, many people, um, I need to just wait for the second book or else I'll lose my mind. So thank you for looking out for me, for everybody that told me that. But anyways, um, yeah, we're getting fed. And then back to my other point is I just, the, the reread schedules that people have are amazing and I fucking love it. I love it so much. It's like a collective. I, I'm just so excited. But okay. All right. So back to the houses again. Sorry guys. Um, you're, you're with me on this journey and it's a lot of, uh, switchbacks. You know, if it was a hike, we're doing switchbacks, but that's fine. That's how my brain works. Um, so house of sky and breath, uh, we have the angels, the fae, the elementals. Okay. Okay. Elementals are the ones that it's like, Oh, okay. What's what, what are we, what's that entail? We, um, we see some and then you're like, Oh, okay. Sprites. Okay. Okay. There's a little asterisk though. Here we go. Sprites were kicked out of their house as a result of their participation in the fall, capitalized, and are now considered lowers, lowercase, though many of them refuse to accept this. That's harsh. That's very, very harsh. And we will see it is very, very harsh with our uh, favorite fire sprite. And then we have those who are blessed by Solus. Okay. Along with some favored by Luna. Okay. Now, mind you, with the, these that are tied to, like, the members that are tied to, like, a specific god or goddess, favoring them or choosing them, I'm really curious, like, I, I'm trying to think of a character that we've met where they have, like, membership in the house, because, like, your membership of your house is, it's, like, an official thing, like, you have to, like, it's a whole thing, but I don't believe we've met anyone that like has a house membership based on that criteria. I really don't think we have. And if I'm overlooking someone, apologies. Um, it's just weird. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, like how that works. Okay. House of many waters, river spirits. Okay. 
Myrrh. Oh, we know I love Ther Therion. I love him so much. He's in so much deep shit, though. Water beast. It's like Nessie. Like, am I thinking, like, my mind automatically goes to, like, Nessie or Cthulhu. Like, there's no in-between. There's no in-between there. Um, nymphs. Kelpies. Ooh, Kelpies. We've dealt with Kelpies. Um, Nox, I think. It's N-O-K-K-S, but it's the O with the slash through it. And then others watched over by Ogenus. So another um, deity. So that's three of the four houses. The, I think this is like I was, I was trying to say when I got into the houses, one of the reasons I love Crescent City is we get, this is like fantasy on crack, literally. You have so many different types of characters, creatures, species. Like it's insane. It's amazing because, you know, in Akatar we see, you know, the quote unquote lower, like lower face. We see a couple different types like the bogey, the, um, the Kelpie, um, the Naga, things like that. And then the high fame. And then we don't really get any other like big, big creatures yet. Right. Um, we like, and you get like the sub, like, you know, like the species, like the Illyrians, the, um, Oh, it's out of my, the, with the feathered wings, like Thesin's court that have, he has the legion with the feathered wings and then Dracon's people, but you don't get this array. Like this is insane. And then you have the last house, House of Flame and Shadow. Now it's interesting that they're listed in this order, but the third book is not House of Many Waters. It's House of Flame and Shadow. I just find that interesting, but that's fine. Uh, Daemonkey. Sorry, guys. Reapers. Ooh, are they surreals? Race. Okay. Oh, we do have, we do have race. We do have race in Akatar. Vampires. So vampires. Draki. Dragons. Necromancers. And many wicked and unnamed things that even Erd herself cannot see. The fuck you mean that Erd herself cannot see? What does that entail? Do you guys see what I'm saying though? Like this is before you even start the book. You come to this page and you read it and you're like, what? Because that is one of the biggest gripes about House of um, Earth and Blood is it is. I'm trying to think how best to say this. An info dump, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, it is very much a front heavy on the info, at least the foundational information and the problem, like it's not a problem. I don't want to say it's a problem. It's a problem for some people. And I, I do understand the frustration and like kind of it's intimidating is you spend the first 50 to 100 pages, honestly, it is a lot of information to take in and then you get your heart ripped out. So like it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. It is. And these books are not, I mean, how, how long is this paperback? Let's see here. Hold. 709 pages. So, you know, like you get a lot up front and you do get a lot of information, but all it does is raise more questions. And then you get answers to those questions, but then those answers lead to like three, each answer leads to like three other questions. So I get it. It is very, very much high fantasy in that regard with the kind of amount of information you have to process. But I don't know about you guys, House of Flame and Shadow, I'm already worried just because of how Sky and Breath ended. <laughs> but literally just the description of the house that is the name for the third book. 
look at everything included. Like, think of everything included in that house. And it's literally, like, things that Erd herself cannot see. What? What? Not to mention that, like, this house seems to be the one that, like, people, um... Oh, what's it called when you, like, switch... You switch sides. You, um... Oh, for God's sakes, Blake, come on. Not migrate. That's not what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. Bro, the ba- the brain fog is real, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't think of a name. They, but they, like, switch. They switch houses in a lot. Like, it seems like, like, House of Flame and Shadow, if you switch, like, Jezebel, right? Switch. She was a witch. So she was House of Earth and Blood. And then now she literally serves the Underking and also just does, in general, whatever the fuck she wants, which I love. Um... I just, I really, I, I, you know, I'm like looking at these descriptions and I'd like to think like, oh, I'd be House of Sky and Breath. Like I'd love to be Fae or like, you know, something like that. Like an elemental. That'd be cool. No, no. I know me. I would be Flame and Shadow. 100% Flame and Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that though, but I do have questions. No. So you've got the groundwork. You've got uh, Lunathian known as Crescent City um kind of the layout it's literally a melting pot um all kinds of different people live there coexist you've got the four houses so then the next thing is like okay but like where is Lunathian Lunathian is on um let's see Valbara that's uh the continent and you're like oh okay cool 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 so you know Lunathian it's a city it's kind of on like the 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 river but it's also like closer to a coastal area than you would think from my understanding i will say that's uh, that's how i always have thought of it um it's on valbara valbara is its own continent okay then you have the haldron sea and then there's pangira right okay this entirety of the first book is crescent is in crescent literally in crescent city um, you get like a little bit outside the city, but not really, not too much. And you hear about events outside the city. Okay. House of Sky and Breath. Uh, again, a lot of the city and then, you know, a few other spots and then the eternal city, but you know, we're just going to ignore that part for now. Cause that's stressful. Um, but it's kind of insane in my head that like the amount of, like I just said, information, events, the characters, everything. We're just in this one little city, one little city on an entire continent. That isn't the only continent that we're aware of. Cause Pangaea again is across the sea and it's its own thing too. And you know, Pangaea is the, um, one where let's just say the humans in Pangira are a little bit more feisty, right? They've been, um, you know, locked in, locked in an uprising for what is it like forty years or something? Like it's 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 been a long time, at least for human, like in human eyes. Um, basically, Pangira is like there's the Eternal City, which is supposed to be like I don't. I always imagine if like the Asteri live there, we'll get to them. But they're, like, in their own spot, like, up on a hill, you know? And then it's almost like a, a like, a tiered city. Um, I always imagine kind of, I'm trying to think of the city name from the, if anybody read the Inheritance Cycle, like, the Aragon. Um, 
Son of a biscuit. I can't think of the city name, but like that's how I imagine it. Like different various city walls as you go like closer and closer. Um, but Pangira is awful. So we get a lot, a lot of hints and kind of um, side comments that basically like Crescent City and Lunathian in general, one are better for humans. And like, even if they are low man, like in the uh, hierarchy, but also a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say civilized, but like advanced, I guess. Like they, the Eternal City isn't super tech heavy. Like you don't have, it, I don't get the um imp- like impression that it's like um skyscrapers and things like that, you know, but I don't know. But Pangea is also horrible in that, remember I said Pangea is worse for humans. One, because there's the uprising. So obviously the Assyri don't like that. But two, um, their death camps are there. So these Siri have a lot of death camps. Um, and it is awful. Um, there's a mountain range called the Spine. It, it, there's some, like, there's other cities that we hear of in passing, but nothing, like, nothing concrete, I guess, is the best way to put it. So you've got Crescent City is on Valbara across the Haldron Sea from Pangira. Pangira holds the Eternal City. So you're like, oh, okay, Eternal City. It's where the Asteria live. Okay. As far as big bads go um, with SJM, you know, you had Actar, you had um, Amarantha, who is iconic. I'm not saying that in a good way. She was, she was a bitch, like, but you remember her, right? She's a pretty memorable villain. Um, And she wasn't even technically like the big bad, right? Um, Of the first portion of Akatar, I should say, you know, and then you get the King of Hybern, a dick, right? Like, you know, but I, I always felt like the King of Hybern, especially following Amarantha was not nearly like, I don't want to say memorable, but like, I don't know. He just didn't have as big of an impression. Right. So then we are now with Silver Flames. The consensus is that, you know, our next big bad there is Koshi. Um, He's got potential. He's a weird, like, he's a creeper, man. He's super creepy. So he's got, like, a lot of good potential, right, for villain status. Okay. Throne of Glass. Um, you've got the king. Um, you know, he's fine. Like, he's a bad guy. You want to punch him in the face. You know, he's not a great dude. He does a bunch of shit that you're just like, you motherfucker. Okay, cool. Solid villain. And then, you know, the big, big bad, um, Erewhon. He's creepy too. He's creepy too. He's a good villain. He's a good villain. But I'm going to tell you right now, my top, like, SJM villain before Crescent City was Maeve. That bitch played the long game by centuries, held a grudge like no one's business, has a lot of weird similarities to other characters that you're like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Powerful AF. And... She was also creepy, but she was also just, like, one of the most selfish, like, narcissistic. Like, she was just so good, though. She was so good at being bad. And, again, I think for me it was her plans. How long her plans? Like, the big bad, okay? Like, fantastic. All right. And she, honestly, at the end of Earth and Blood, she's probably still my top villain. Just fair. Fair warning. Um, by the end of Sky and Breath, I was like, oh my god, motherfuck, what the fuck? These theory. Okay. Look, these little parasitic bastards. Okay. You've got seven of them. Well, you did. There's six. The seventh 
was supposedly literally eaten by Prince of Hell, which <laughs> Prince of Hell, keep that in mind. Um, you've got those too. So obviously they're the big bad. Um, a theories galore. They honestly could be the fucking big bad of the big bad of the big bad of the big bad of SJM's universe. Like they're it, right? Of the entire universe. Um, and I call them parasites. They feed off a of first light, which is when you make the drop, which is another kind of element of everything with Crescent City. Any of the non-human um, individuals, oddly enough, unlike any of the other like Fae or anything that we've met before, they are not technically born immortal, which is interesting, or at least like the immortal, like not necessarily immortal, but like insanely long lifespans, right? Um, they have to make what's called the drop. And then, and a lot of people I know the drop confuses, like, we'll, we'll go into that when we hit it in the book, because there's, like, a lot of information there. But, like, they have to make the drop to obtain that kind of invincibility, right? Um, which in and of itself is really interesting with all the theories of, like, you know, the Fae in Crescent City came through the Northern Rift. Where'd they come from? Did they come from Printhian? Are they the Dust Corps? Like, you guys know I could go on and on with theories. But as I raised, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer, um, what is causing that? Like what we've seen them in other worlds where they just automatically, you know, have that invincibility. They live centuries, everything like that without having to make quote unquote a drop. So is there something about the, the planet or like, what are the Asteri doing to where like they've literally overridden their like biological nature to where they have to make the drop to be invincible. It's, it's, what is happening, right? But part of it too, it helps them because the drop is a way to harness the first light that is generated when one does that. And then obviously, you know, second light is when you, you die. Um, but that's what they literally feed off of. Um, so just throughout the first book, you're kind of like, God, these people, like, it's no secret that everybody hates them. They're like psycho overlords. There's there's cameras everywhere in the city they give the cities like at each city has somebody like an arch archangel looking over it um you know we dealt with micah creeper um and they they don't care like they created the the hierarchies for the veneer that's what like all of these like um creatures and individuals are they literally created the angels is what we're told um but that's about it. And so throughout the first book, you're just kind of like, oh, they're like psycho overlords. They're terrible to humans. They're like just dicks, right? Like you're just a general, like generalization. Like they're just dicks. Then it comes like, you know, you're like, wait a second, wait a second. And even the first book, SJM did a very good job of making us all question our sanity, right? Because there are multiple points in the first book in House of Earth and Blood where there's like an offhand reference or there's like very big similarity or like... Um, like there's just too many similarities that you're just like, that can't be a coincidence. Like what, what? But then you're like, no, no way. She's not going to do it. That's insane. Like at the end of the book, you're sitting there like, what? you're like questioning. Right. And then, you know, we get sky and breath and it's like, oh my God, it's real. And which is why all of us, you know, collectively lose our minds and spiral into theories for like hours on hours on hours, unless you know, you're normal and then you don't, but Hey, each their own. Um, but these steer are like 
it, that's what they are, right? Like that they're a product of that because at the end of the first book, like I said, they're just dicks, but you're like, I don't know, man, there's something cuz mainly you're dealing with Micah, right? He's the revealed as the big bad in the book one, everything like that, you know, fucked up for sure. But he's just their pet essentially, right? Like who holds his leash. And then you just get more and more into Sky and Breath. And that is, again, one of the things I fucking love about these books is they're almost like detective books, too. Like a a truly murder mystery, like big bad mystery. And it's just amazing, right? It's just amazing. Um, But the Asiri, they're just fucking creepy. Like, to put it in perspective, Rigilus, Regalus, whatever we want to say, um, who, you know, we get a bunch of, uh, screen time for, per se, um, in book two. He's this all-powerful, ruling dictator, and he inhabits the form of, like, a small, like, teenage fae boy. Like, that's the form he chooses, basically, because they have, like, vessels, um, they, 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 like, kind of possess bodies, and, like, their, their true forms are, like, an extreme, like, raw power that's, like, from the stars, supposedly, and, like, It's just, it's super creepy. Um, And it seems like they're able to, like, hive mind, essentially, because they can speak, like, in synchronization, but, like, also as individuals. It's just, they're fucking creepy. They're such a good bad guy, right? Like, they're such a good bad guy. And I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, you've got the bad guys. You've got the layout. You've got the various different, um, like, veneer you you know it's high fantasy like urban high fantasy and you know it's a murder mystery too but also you know that it eventually ties in with everything else that is in a nutshell without even touching on specific characters per se like deep diving into any of them even though i've also made it clear that i fucking love bryce um that is crescent city and i not to mention, like, gods and goddesses come into play. We still don't know, like, are they gods and goddesses? Like, Throne of Glass? Were the Throne of Glass entities actually a steer- Like, it- there is so much that could go one way or the other. Like, it's just, there's so many possibilities and I'm so excited. I wish you guys could, like, just thinking about it makes me smile because I'm just, I love, love when people deep dive into theories. I love it. And this shit is, like, the bread and butter for theories, right? Like, there's so much material. Like, guys, I'm 300 pages. Again, remember, like, the first book's, like, 709 pages. I'm on page 306, and I'm looking at the tabs. And you guys know me. I don't normally annotate or tab. Like, that should give you, like, a first clue. I'm really not, like, a big person on that I kind of just like let my thoughts go crazy and then like hope I remember them um I've got I I literally had to go I went through an entire set of tabs and I'm almost through the second set of tabs and again I am not even at the halfway point of the first book like I and this doesn't count the like running like notes app I have on my phone where I just have a note where I'll literally be in the middle of like typing a document for work what like 2.30 on a Thursday, right? Haven't touched a book since the night before. I'm just in the middle of the document. And then my brain in the back of it will be like, what if? And then I have to like stop what I'm doing and like type it on my phone. I'm not even kidding. Um, The way these books kind of like possess you is one of the great 
double-edged swords as a reader. I love it. I love it so much. But all of us know that it is like, it's dangerous for your everyday life and productivity and just like mental sanity and sense of calm. Um, I'm so excited to jump into these. Uh, don't worry. We will. Caitlin is definitely um, coming on for a lot of these. Um, she swears she's not going to come on until we get past the uh, trauma of like, you know, what is it? Chapter nine or whatever, whichever one it is. Um, she's still not over it. She still, you know, is very much like Danica, she's coming back. Um, so just let her have it. You know, we, it's one of those where I'm like, Oh honey, you know, but like, let her have it. It's fine. It's fine. So what you can expect is, um, we're going to be going back just so we can get through them in a good timely manner and still hit on really big like topics. We're going to be going back to kind of our, one of our earlier setups for like episodes where it will do like three chapters at a time. What we'll really do is like kind of hit on main points that happen in those three chapters and then kind of just have a discussion over all of the chapters, right? Where we are, um, we'll be able, we want to have like theories play a really big role, obviously, as we're building up to flame and shadow. Um, we're going to do kind of what we've done before with every new, um, release. We'll have a theories episode a couple weeks before, um, before the release. They're always fun to just go back and re-listen, right? Cause then you're like, wow, you guys sound like idiots or every now and then we're like, oh my God, I knew it. Um, thinking of like Cassian with the allergies when we made that offhand comment and then lo and behold, he was like dying in the spring court always makes me giggle. Um, so we'll have one of those. We'll do like an initial reaction episode, um, within a week of release and then, you know, we'll keep moving through. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like I said, um, you know, spoilers for, uh, it's weird to say not spoilers for the series, but like spoilers for like the universe. Um, with that being said, I did want to take like a minute just to remind everyone, like I said, readers are getting fed. We have so many highly anticipated releases like that already started a couple weeks ago and then like literally through the end of January at least. Be mindful of spoilers, guys. Um, And I know I say that after I just said we won't, but like keep in mind, it's been a hot minute since like we even wait like almost a year. Honestly, we give everyone time and... um. Luckily, it didn't happen to me, but I know quite a few people. The end of Sky and Breath is one of the biggest, like, what to happen, right? And unfortunately, that got spoiled for a lot of people. Um, and if that happened to you, I'm so sorry. Um, just keep that in mind for everyone moving forward. Um, let's not attack each other for what ship we like or what theories we support or not. It's all in good fun keep that in mind. We do this for fun. We do this because we love it. We do it because we like to engage with each other and talk about it. Engage with each other, not attack each other, not, you know, talk down to each other. I'm here for the craziest, wildest fucking theories, the most out of pocket shit you can come up with. I love it. I'm here for it. Please tell me. Please tell me. Okay. Um, so just keep that in mind, you know, don't be a dick, um, both with spoilers and just like, you know, let people have fun with it. So, with that, that is my Crescent City 101 of just kind of an overarching view of, like, the city, the 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 setting, where we are, the big bads. Um, I hope it was fun and helpful, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. You can tell me. I mean, you can message me and be like, Blake, that was hot shit. And I'd be like, oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but... So social media, um, you know the deal, ACOTR podcasts, literally everything. Um, 
my hope is I am almost through, um, a pretty crazy time with work. Um, I'm hoping I will feel better soon too, cause I'm getting sick of being sick. Um, that'll allow me to, you know, start doing some more TikToks again, streaming again. Um, and then Madison's fucking killing it. Breathless, uh, uh, breathless lit PA. Like she's killing it, right? Like she's killing it, killing it, killing it. I can't, I like, She's not here, so I can, like, say it, because she'll, usually she'll be like, oh my god, stop. But she's, guys, like, she's, she's, she's doing the book conferences. She gets, she's got a wait list for all the, she's killing it, and I love it. I love her. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of her. Um, although her home office is getting scary, right? It's a little scary. I worry that she's going to get lost in boxes of books, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, she does have hot art now, though. She does have hot art. Um, so Instagram shout out is savannah.art. So, or Savannah, sorry, S-O-V-A-N-A dot art. Um, beautiful fan art. I will say she, she, the jugular, like the art goes for the jugular. There is a recent Manon piece that I was scrolling, minding my own business and saw it and immediately was like, oh God. Um, but beautiful, beautiful art. Um, Patreon shout out, uh, honestly, the Halloween costumes that I got to see from various patrons, wh- whether it was them or a couple's costume or their little ones and little cute. Th- I'm, I'm okay, guys. I'm a sucker. I am a sucker. This sounds, mm, I was going to say that really weird. I really like, you, you guys know how I am with kids, but Halloween, I fucking love getting trick-or-treaters. I love it so much. I love seeing all the little kids in their little costumes and they're so excited. Anyways, so shout out to everyone in our discord community that was sharing pictures of their costumes. Um, we had some truly sexy ass costumes, some cute costumes, some super funny costumes. Like it was across the spectrum. It was amazing. Um, as far as our Patreon community goes, um, we have book club tonight at 8 PM Eastern and then November book club picks are actually going up later today as well. They might be up by the time this episode actually drops. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and then we will be back on, wait, no, I don't know if this is, a, yeah, yeah, no, 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 It's a Thirsty Thursday episode this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirsty Thursday episode this week. Um, we owe an Air of Fire episode, so we will be doing the next couple chapters of Air of Fire. Um, I think that's all I had for announcements. Um, let me, let me double check though. Sorry guys, I should have had this pulled up. Don't judge me. Um, do, 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 do. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Um, let's see. Shout out Maddie at Breathless Lit. Did that. I had a checklist. Hang on. Shout out Maddie at Breathless Lit. Um, Insta, Patreon, Book Club, Thirsty Thursday. Okay, I think that's it. If I missed an announcement, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's how I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know. Um. So with that, guys, um, this is my sign off for a solo. Oh, Maddie did a funny one. Oh, what should I say? Cheers to her. Ooh. Okay, I'll think. Hang on. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for staying with me as I talk to myself for, for, you know, I don't think of it as talking to myself. I'm talking to you guys. And I like to think that you're like talking back and like laughing at me and making fun of me, just like Maddie would, you know, it's like she was here with us in spirit. Um, so with that guys, I hope you have a great start to your week. And as always, cheers to our high fae base, but they're all mine. Cause I'm here by myself. Mwah! <laughs>